Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to a new episode of Nerd Factory Reboot Game Talk. Today we're gonna talk about lots of things, a lot of them, but first of all we're gonna talk about Sony's event. The event that didn't really break the internet, but well, it did its best. So Without any further ado, let's begin with Game Talk and all the things that were announced or talked about in this week. And of course, Sony's PlayStation Showcase. So grab a snack, grab a drink, and let's do it. Hello you wonderful people, so finally we had the PlayStation Showcase, we were so excited to see what Sony even has up its sleeves, and they did show it, but as always, no matter what you show, no matter where you show it, there are critics, so we're not going to talk about those critics, because honestly we're trying to be very positive on this podcast, and I don't really want to say things that you know, I don't know, makes people sad or creates a new conversation for no reason. So we're not going to do that. So anyways, the showcase started and as soon as it started, we saw the words Sony Sony Interactive Entertainment presents. And I was like, well, what are they going to show? And the first thing that they show was basically some uh, black screen with some blue... Uh, blue background and fog and I'm not gonna lie at first I thought that maybe it's abandoned I was like what is this thing doing here and then it continued and there was a voice and there was music and I was like oh no this is not that thank god and it continued and the person was coming out of the shadows and the music was so so familiar and it was none other than Star Wars and I was like what? <laughs> it was so freaking cool. So it started to come, and the guy comes out, and they say we have to fight the strongest Sith in in generations. And I suddenly realize, holy shit, that's Darth Revan. He ignites his lightsaber, and the words come on the screen: "Knights of the Old Republic Remake." I was ready to scream. But because it was late, I couldn't. I had to hold it in. But I was so excited that, holy shit, Knights of the Old Republic is being remade and this is the first time it's coming to PlayStation? Holy crap, really? So exciting. So, this project is being made by Aspire. Um, Aspire is, apparently this is their most ambitious project ever. Um... They have some of the old uh, KOTOR devs working on this. They have some industry vets that have worked on some very popular RPGs. Uh, they say that it's being rebuilt from the ground up. It has overhauled visuals, obviously. And that it's a console launch exclusive for PlayStation. It's not a complete exclusive for PlayStation. So that's what we know. And... I know, I know people are going to be like, you know, why, why isn't it like that? But just, we can't get what we can't get. I mean, when it comes to KOTOR, I'm happy that I'm just playing it again as a remake on my console. Screw everything else. So, anyways, then we are shown the second game, which was called Project Eve. Project Eve was a very weird game that apparently was Korean. At first, some people thought it's Chinese, then I thought that maybe it's Japanese. And as I did understand it, it's um, it's actually uh, Korean. And it was really exciting that, hey, this is a Korean project. So Project Eve was announced and it looked like... <laughs> it looked like a weird game. Basically, it was like, you know, idols. 
like Japanese idols fighting each other for some reason. And the booty in this trailer, it was ray traced. <laughs> or I thought it was ray traced. I'm not sure, but it was way too shiny. Way too shiny. So anyways, Project Eve was announced and it had a Bayonetta vibe with near vibe. It was a very weird vibe. It had everything. But it seems that Sony is very interested in investing in some um, East Asian companies, Chinese companies, um, North, sorry, South Korean companies, some other Japanese companies. And it's very exciting that Sony is doing this. So it was rather interesting. So give the trailer a look. I don't know how cool it would be, but if it it seems to me that every East Asian video game company makes it very flashy. They make some flashy games. But the point is, do they have substance? And we won't know until we get to play them. And I'm very excited for one of them, which was Chinese. And I don't remember the name, but I think everyone saw it. And it was so damn stylish. And it had like some sort of mini short, black short-looking dragon with the protagonist. They all look so great, visually. They all really do. But I really, really want to know how the gameplay looks and how does it even play? Does it even compare? Who knows? So the next thing that we were shown was um, Tiny Tina's uh, Wonderland. And... Um, and was so exciting to see that, hey, this is basically what we had as, well, DLC or expansion, whatever you want to call it. And um, now it's something full-blown. But we're showing a very cool gameplay, and it looks very much like the normal Borderlands, but in a different world called Wonderland. And uh, <laughs> uh, it was so exciting that we were seeing this again, and... It was announced that it's coming March 25th, 2022. Um, so after that, we were introduced to Forspoken. This time, for real. I mean, every time we just knew that this game existed, we saw some gameplay, we didn't see much. So, in a nutshell, it seems like, you know, this girl has some cuffs. And she was in the normal New York, and then suddenly she was transported into another world. Honestly, to be to be frank, I really didn't get that much from the story, and the story seems okay. Here's the thing: I am excited for the game, I really am. But when it comes to the story, I'm not like hundred percent in on it because I don't know really what's going on. It seems like a very traditional fantasy story, you know, like being taken out of your real world, go there, you're now suddenly a hero. Hopefully it's not that simple, because it's being written by Amy Henning. And Amy Henning is the person who wrote Uncharted the first time. So we know she's going to be amazing. So anyways, Forspoken is a game that's using uh, FSR from AMD, which means that it's probably going to have very amazing visuals and very good frame rate. Um, we are shown the game in action, and my god, it looks beautiful. Absolutely amazing absolutely amazing in terms of you know flair and everything like that it's just out of this world i mean you gotta see this trailer go and watch it i mean it's just amazing and if i'm not wrong um aside from amy henning i think that um the composer for god of war is working on this as well so it's kind of exciting so, before I actually say that, because uh, I want to make sure, so let me check. Uh, okay. Yeah, I was right, sorry. I was definitely right. Bear McCreary, the person who wrote God of War's uh, uh, music, is also working on Forspoken, so I was right. And apparently the game is coming spring 2022. However, unfortunately, since you know this was Square Enix, we all ex were expecting Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two, whatever the name would be, when announced, or Final Fantasy XVI. Unfortunately, we got zilch, nada. 
Continuing on with the show, we were shown a trailer for Alan Wake Remastered. And uh, I have news for you guys. This is not coming, unfortunately, on PS Plus. It is being released on October 5th, which is a date that would coincide with PS Plus, except for the fact that this game is now available for pre-order. But, for example, a game like Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl is not available. So, and that's also releasing on the same day. So, sorry, it doesn't look like it's going to come on PS Plus. It would, If it would have, it would have been so freaking awesome. But, unfortunately, it isn't. But, however, the trailer, it looked fantastic. It looks really, really good. It's a, and it's a really good remaster. And I think that they updated Alan's face to reflect um, the way he looked in control more than ever before, which is a great idea. We also had a new look at oy, GTA 5 again. It never ends, right? It's always there. GTA 5, it's coming on the next-gen consoles on March 2022. Including, of course, the online component, which it also showed a little trailer for online component, which actually reflected the very first trailer for GTA Online. It looks very much the same, I think. I mean, I remember that when it was announced, we also saw a jet going, but this time the jet went and got destroyed. They say the biggest difference so far, at least from the trailer that they showed us, aside from the supposedly seamless character changing, which is not that seamless. I mean, sure, in the older game, older versions of this game, it took some time. But now it's not instantaneous anyways because, you know, of that particular effect that it has to be doom, 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 then again, doom, doom, doom. So, no, not like that. It's not instantaneous. But it seems that the changes that they made for GTA V is the lighting. The lighting looks better. However, everyone is saying that no this is not just the lighting the whole thing is just a max setting for pc i'm like great so are we gonna have something like ray tracing or what i'm not expecting ray tracing it's an open world game and it might it might not make a lot of sense in a game like gta where you know you already can see the visual art style and it doesn't really need that but honestly I don't know. I mean, at least I'm hoping for 4K60 and a bit more than just a few lighting changes because the textures look exactly the same. At least from the trailer that people put, you know, next to each other, they look pretty much the same. So why? We also had Ghostwire, uh, another game that's been made exclusively for PlayStation from um, Bethesda. Um, it looks really good. It looks fantastic. The whole story is set in Japan. I think the hero is also Japanese. And the powers that you use, the powers that you do. I mean, everything in this game, it looks really, really cool. And I don't know how to describe it to you. Like, how it would be. But imagine, like, maybe you have uh, weird powers. Like, you know, the hand gestures of, you know, Doctor Strange. Imagine that you do that. As in... What game does it resemble? Uh, kind of difficult to say, but maybe a close example could be imagine Elder Scrolls if you only did magic. It's a very difficult game if you just do magic, especially at the beginning. Then we had a new look at Guardians of the Galaxy. So up until this point, we just had one... Um really cool new game aside from of course project eve and uh, the rest of them were games that we already knew so we have guardians of the galaxy and yes it it has a lot of humor it's a lot of fun it has a lot of characters it has cosmo the dog it has some other uh it has nova core all those stuff pretty cool nice but you know it's I don't know. I don't know. It's nothing like, you know, amazing that makes your jaw drop and be like, holy shit, what is this? So, I don't know. It didn't really uh, blow me away. 
that much. Maybe because you know I was expecting to see more PlayStation stuff, but you know it's it's a good game. It seems fun. But it's not a day one buy from I am excited for this game, don't get me wrong. But it's not like I'm like, whoa, I definitely want to buy this game immediately. You know, I definitely need to see more gameplay instead of just, you know, story trailer of humor. Enough with that. Show me more gameplay. We've seen gameplay from this, but we want to see way more. Show us an actual demo being run so we can see how this game even plays out. I know we have choices. I know we have, like, combos and stuff. But I want to see more. I want to see, like, you know, what happens in between. What happens there. What happens with this. A lot more. To see, but you know, honestly, it's a great time to be a Marvel fan. We have Midnight Suns, we have Guardians of the Galaxy, and we have some more games that's coming down the line. I'm gonna talk about. We gotta look at Blood Hunt, which I think it was a vampire type game, and you had different vampires, and you know, you could basically fight and stuff like that. I didn't get into it that much. I don't like it. Unfortunately, we got another look at uh, Defloop for the thousandth time. I mean. How many trailers does one game get? Is this game even good at this point? That, how, why are we getting so many trailers about this? Enough with it. I don't understand why do we have so much you know, to show. But you know, the game has some really fun details. You know, at one point you can like shoot one of the vending machines. It pours out some, you know, uh, you know, uh, these gums, you know, that were super round and you know, stuff like that. And it drops on the ground and you know, you can do that so that your enemies can roll on them and just fall. But I think we've seen this kind of thing a lot on main games. For example, it could be Bully. You you know, put marble on the ground and everyone fell. But now we have it in the new generation. Yay. Then we had a game called Kid Amnesia Exhibition. It actually was written as Kid A Amnesia Exhibition. Looked good. It's coming November, but we don't know much about it. When I say looked good, the idea looked good. But was it really that good? I don't know. We didn't see anything at all. Aside from a trailer, that, that the trailer would look good. Then we saw Tichia, which looked like a very beautiful indie kind of game. And, you know, she, the character played ukulele. And... The way she played it, it reminded me a lot of Last of Us Part 2. I mean, that interface and stuff like that. But, yeah, that was a game that was announced. It looks beautiful as an indie game. We were then introduced to Thief's End and Lost Legacy being remastered for PS5 and PC. I don't get this remastered thing. Enough with this remastered thing. We don't need a remaster for every single game. Thief's End looked amazing when it came out on PS4. We don't need it remastered. To death. I mean, I'm, first of all, I'm very thankful that we're not seeing Uncharted 1 to 3 being remastered. It's just Uncharted 4, but honestly, that game actually looked good. What are you going to remaster about it? Just 4K and 60? Get out of here. So anyways, it's coming to PS5 and PC. We do not know when it is coming out, but um, it is coming out on PS5 first. They said this. PC is going... Um, next, it's gonna be next. It's being developed by um, another studio other than Nixus, so it's not Nixus. Um, but we don't have a release date either, we don't know. Then Herman Holst came and he was talking about the amazing games that we're gonna have at the showcase at the PlayStation and stuff like that. And then we were shown a little teaser where everybody was on the ground, they were bloody, and then this guy was drinking, wearing a hat, and was like, Whoa. This kind of looks like Wolverine. And then we are shown another perspective where we see the drink in his hand and his hands are very much, very hairy and bloody. And I was like, this is definitely Wolverine. And then a guy comes into the bar and then the guy just, you know, the guy that we're looking at clenches his fist and the claws come out. So yeah, that was actually Wolverine. And guess who's making it? Insomniac. Holy shit. <laughs> Insomniac is making the Wolverine game. And the director of the game is actually the director of Miles Morales. So it's very exciting. But however, we don't have a release date. We didn't even get a teaser of a release date. We don't know when it's 
even supposed to come out. But yeah, get excited. Wolverine is coming to PlayStation 5 exclusively and developed by Insomniac. Do these guys ever sleep? I think the biggest steal in video game history was Insomniac by Sony. Insomniac is just developing games left and right. They never sleep. They just keep making games. My god, these guys are amazing. Then we were shown a new trailer for Gran Turismo 7, which looks phenomenal. It does. Just go take a look at it. And it has a hell of a lot of ray tracing. A hell of a lot. And it also has an amazing photo mode, just like GT Sport, where they have the um, realistic scene. You know, just a very beautiful picture that they have, and you can put your car any way you want, so you can take a great picture. Uh, you also have the camera that is inside the car, and you know, all, overall, the game looks fantastic. Overall, if you're not inside the car, if you're outside of the car with your camera, you're going to be blown away at how good this game looks. Other than that, we were introduced to another trailer from Insomniac, again, and it was none other than Spider-Man 2. However, this trailer featured so much. First of all, it was captured on PS5. They said that this is live on PS5. Then, after that, we saw the powers of both Peter and Miles at work. You know, Miles with his you know, lighting. Then we saw Peter with programmable matter creating you know, arms, metal arms, just like, you know, Doc Ock. Then we saw their updated suits. We saw that Peter has a new new suit. And the changes are not that visible that you might be like, whoa, that's a huge distance. For Miles, for example, yes, Miles now has that, you know, if you remember, he had red on his shoulders, but that was it. Now that red is being extended completely down his arm to his, basically, I think it's knuckles. We don't get to see exactly where it ends, but I'm hoping that it goes to the knuckles or at least to the wrist. Peter's suit has changed. You know, that white of the um, spider is not now outside. Now it's completely inside. The sides are... There's actually way more blue than it used to be. One of the criticisms that people had about the last suit having a lot of blue, now it's even more blue. But the suits both look really cool. And it's subject to change, apparently. Um... And the trailer is being narrated by none other than Craven the Hunter saying that you know he craves a challenge, who can give them a challenge, that everyone has failed him and stuff like that. And then, believe it or not, in the shadows comes a huge figure when Craven asks, will you be able to give me a challenge? This guy comes out and says, yes, we. None other than Venom. Venom comes. He looks amazing. He looks huge. He looks intimidating. He looks so freaking good. And he just looks awesome. So Venom is coming. Spider-Man are already there. The game is happening. This particular trailer was happening in Brooklyn. And the thing is that the game unfortunately does not have co-op. So it's just single player kind of sucks especially if you you know love to have you know control of miles but you know let's be honest it might not always work especially in an open world game it could be very difficult and insomniac didn't want to do that because maybe you know they knew that this this is not their strength they can you know, mess this up so um there's that we also have the venom and i think i think this is my theory i think the venom is playable I think that Venom actually becomes friends with these guys. Of course, before that, he might actually do some crazy stuff. But when we hear that, you know, he wants to challenge Kraven himself, it kind of seems to me that, you know, maybe we get to play as Venom. I don't know. I'm guessing. I'm hoping, actually. Um, However, the game is coming out on 2023. We don't know exactly when in 2023, obviously, because it's two years away. But... If, you know, we're being honest, summer 2023 sounds like a good idea. I don't know. I'm hoping that it won't go to holiday 2023. But the game is supposedly massive, and they're working really hard on it, and we have Venom. We actually have Venom. But we don't know who is 
Venom. We don't know if it's actually Harry or if it's Eddie. We don't know. But we are all super excited to see that happen. But it is Venom, guys. I mean, what more could you possibly want? It's Venom. Get nuts. <laughs> oh, and by the way, uh, apparently the date for Gran Turismo 7 was announced a little bit later. I did not know that. And uh, it's coming March 4th, 2022. So we have um, for I, uh, sorry, Horizon Forbidden West. We have Gran Turismo. And we have, I think, Sifu. We have GTA 5. Everyone's coming 2022 and at that time frame. It's pretty cool. It's pretty, pretty cool. So after all that, after that, we were shown bangers like Wolverine, GT7, and Spider-Man 2. We were shown the last trailer, which was really, really exciting. And it was none other than God of War. <laughs> so we are showing God of War. And, you know, I did make some predictions. Some of them came true, some of them did not. So I actually thought that the story would happen sometime after uh, the first one, so that I thought that Atreus would grow a little bit, he would have a different voice and stuff like that. That came true, yes, Atreus is now... I don't know if he's voiced by somebody else, but his voice has changed, he's grown, and um, some time again has passed. Um, it's now winter, and we're saying that you know, Atreus getting you know a deer into the cave, uh, for his dad all alone, which means that, yay, he's grown. And, you know, he does that on his own, and it's that pretty cool. So then, in the trailer, we are shown that, you know, Freya is still after Kratos, and Atreus still wants to kill them. She's very sad-looking. She looks very, very sad. And, honestly, I feel, I feel for her. I mean, it's been years, apparently. But, she still wants revenge, and... I really don't understand her. I mean, her son was trying to kill her, and yet she wants revenge for Kratos saving her. Why? I don't understand that. Anyways, aside from that, um, we see some of the other realms. Some of them are covered by snow. Some of them are not covered by snow, which means that Fimble Winter has not reached everywhere. We see Kratos uh, riding dog sleds to go from one point to another because everybody's frozen. So they can't exactly row a boat to go there. Some places that you do, but you know, most you know, in the Midgard place that we were, you can't. You just have to use a dock sled. Um, again, we were shown some really awesome places. We were shown one character who is apparently Loki's wife in mythology. Uh, I think it's called Anger Buddha. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing it. I'm not sure. Anger Buddha. Not sure. Um, so anyways, we are shown that we are seeing new enemies, new things. And um, then after that, you know, for in, some, in one part of the trailer, we are shown, we are talked about, we are talking about uh, Tyr, this realm's got a war. And apparently he's alive. We find him. We find him in the trailer. He comes and he stands up and the guy is so freaking tall. He's so huge. And he has golden eyes. Weird. And apparently all our theories were wrong. So yeah, Tyr is not uh, Kratos. He is not Kratos. This was a theory that everyone had, that Kratos became the Tyr and now he's missing. He was a Jorgmundir, some stuff like that. Look, all of that was wrong. I mean, we are now, we are now seeing Loki's wife. So they definitely have that kid together, which is basically Fenrir, Fenrir and, you know, the world serpent, all that stuff will happen. Um, we now see Tyr is alive. And, you know, the thing is that... Um, okay, I'm going to get this after after saying what the trailer was about. Then we, of course, see Thor. And uh, we don't see him. Basically, we hear him. And if you remember, I did say that, you know, what we saw as... Uh, the ending in the first one was more like a premonition because, you know, if Fimble Winter is happening, you know, Atreus should be older and taller, not the same looking like that. And I was right, yeah. Because when they showed that scene again, it's definitely much more wintry 
And, you know, we do see Atreus being the new version of him. So all that so far was true. Yay. The one part, and you know, before we continue, and then we hear Thor's voice, actually. It looks, it, sorry, it uh, it's amazing. It's an amazing voice. Um, he says that you look like a reasonable man. Are you a reasonable man? Calm and reasonable man. To which I have to say that Kratos, really? And of course, you know, Loki is very interested in his fate and prophecy, saying that, hey, I cannot just wait outside in the woods when my pro fate is something else. And then Kratos apparently wants to avoid fighting with the Aesir gods. So he keeps saying that, no, war is not the only answer and stuff like that. I mean, it's so cool that he does say all of that stuff. I mean, honestly, Kratos understands. He understands the pain of war and everything that happens, that comes after it. So, I gotta say, it's very refreshing to see Kratos being more reasonable than ever before. But I know that they're not gonna let him live his life reasonably. <laughs> they want him to fight. So anyways, after that, um, the trailer is introduced. Uh, the title of the game is introduced as God of War Ragnarok. Okay, this part I was wrong, but the reason I was wrong is that apparently this is the finale to Norse mythology. Now, here's my opinion, my honest opinion. I don't think it's a good idea to finish the Norse mythology this quickly because there's a lot of story to be told. How are you going to tell Loki falling in love with his wife, having those kids, the Fenrir growing, Tyr is now alive, which is weird because I thought they were doing their own thing. So Tyr is alive, Tyr losing his hand to Fenrir. Odin is in this game, we actually know who's playing Odin, we know the voice and the actor. And um, we have four, we have Freya, we, have, we can visit now all the nine realms, we can visit Asgard. All that stuff. When you when they said when they said that you know this game was supposed to be a DLC, like I think the Fimble Winter part was supposed to be a DLC, an expansion. Now it's a full blown game. It means that instead of going with another with a DLC or something like uh, Lost Legacy type of game to just have Fimble Winter so you can be ready for Ragnarok, they're suddenly jumping into Ragnarok. And you know this game is now being, I don't know, the game is supposedly really huge. 40 hours, as David Jeffy said in his podcast. But the thing is, that 40 hours for Ragnarok? I mean, I don't care that, you know, uh, uh, the thing is, the problem is, the problem is that even if it is more than that, being long does not constitute a great pacing or great storytelling. That's my problem. The thing is that Ragnarok on its own could have been a full game. But this is more like, you know, prelude to Ragnarok and Ragnarok happening. But if they are going with Norse mythology, Ragnarok is something that happens for a long time, over the course of years. And I'm not sure how they're going to handle this. I really, really don't know. So I am hopeful that they nail it. But the problem is that there was so much to be answered from the last games. Mainly, Tyr himself. When he visited other realms, when he visited other ones, I, I'm sure that Tyr definitely knows who Kratos is and would be wary of him helping him. But the thing is that it's just weird. Way too soon. Way too soon to finish this saga. However, the director is not Cory Barlog, as we all... Balrog? Balrog, sorry. Cory Balrog and... We ex I think everyone wanted him to do it because, you know, I, I for one wanted him to do it because, you know, he's an amazing guy. He's so damn good at his job and he makes the best God of Wars. But apparently Eric Williams is the one who's directing and Eric has been um, basically there for um, the longest time. He's been there from the first God of War. So he knows God of War and I'm happy that the person who's doing it is basically someone who knows everything 
about God of War and has been there from the very get-go. What I don't understand is why they're, everyone is insisting on finishing this Norse mythology saga. So that was the um, showcase. And the funny thing is that I did notice, I did notice that um, the key art for God of War was shown in Play Has No Limits ad before the showcase started. You could actually see that I took a screenshot, I posted it on Twitter, and I was shocked that a lot of people didn't find this thing. I really didn't know that people didn't find it. And believe it or not, I did post it on Twitter, I posted it on my account and other places. I posted it on Nibel's post. It got a lot of likes and retweets. And I was surprised that most people did not know that this was a tease for God of War. I mean, uh, you know, not just God of War, but you could also see Sly Cooper's logo, you could see Final Fantasy VII's logo, you could see uh, Crash Bandicoot's Wumpa League logo, you could see a lot of stuff. But this key art of Kratos, that was one thing that it was not just a logo. You could actually see it. So I think I saw Kratos in his new design way faster than every, everybody else. <laughs> and I did post it. I was surprised everyone was like, wow, really? At one point, I think someone just came out and said that, no way, that's not real. And they was like, oh my god, it is real. <laughs> and it's so funny to me. So after all of that, we were shown new character renders for um, God of War Ragnarok. And I, again, I say that, yeah, I was wrong on the title, but I did not expect them to finish off Norse Mythology in two games. Way too soon. I mean, especially after the first game, how long it took to just know that, hey, this guy is Loki. I actually thought that they would take a longer time so that Loki would actually grow before. It's way too soon. I'm sorry to say this, but I'm thinking that Ragnarok might not be as good as the first one. Sorry. And it's mainly because of the story. Other times we never cared about the story in God of War, but this time we do care because it's so deep. I'm worried. Let's be honest, I am definitely worried. Sorry. So anyways, then we are shown renders of the new characters. We are seeing some new characters are there. Uh, one of them, of course, the render that we see is Four. And Four looks fat as hell. He has a beer gut. And as we understand, this is part of the Norse mythology. He looks fat and is a sloppy guy in Norse mythology. That's why he looks like that. However, the director, Eric Williams, is very insistent that basically four is fear very fearsome in this game that he's very powerful and stuff like that i'm happy that you know they're doing that i mean sticking to the mythology is part of what made cory cory's god of wars so um memorable for me especially with god of war 2 so i'm happy that they're sticking to this but what the hell? We needed another game before this came around. I mean, Ragnarok, sure, good, fine. <sighs> the third game should have been Ragnarok. This is way too soon. Way too soon. I mean, you set up a game in the first one. Everything looks fine. I'm so excited. You cannot end it in the next one. This is like saying that, okay, we had Batman Begins and we had Dark Knight. That was it. That's the end. Bye-bye. No more. Why? I don't get it. Anyways, a lot of people were thinking that Corey is working on the next God of War, but definitely not. He's definitely not working on that. As we knew, Santa Monica wanted to work in a sci-fi game. They actually had an ad that wanted some people for their sci-fi game. We knew there was a sci-fi game involved with Corey sometime before that ad even appeared. So yeah, definitely he's working on sci-fi again, but he didn't say anything about it at the showcase. Basically, at the showcase, we were really, really... Um, Sony was really quiet. We didn't get a lot of news about everything. And um, I don't know. It's kind of weird. And uh, I don't really know. I expect a lot more. A lot more. But, you know... We got what we got. And it seems that, yeah, Bluepoint is not acquired by Sony. We didn't get any Metal Gear Solid remake. We didn't get any Silent Hill. We f 
thankfully didn't get anything related to abandoned which means yes please now believe me this is a freaking scam please believe me finally we have enough clues to say for real this game is a fake we didn't get Hideo Kojima we actually knew that Kojima was getting ready to record something but he wasn't at the event which is weird maybe he's doing it for the Xbox game he's working on <laughs> Jeff Grubb's gonna come in here so quick so yeah uh, most of our expectations were not there and I think that it's our fault we make it to be such a huge thing when in reality it's way way different anyways um let's talk about the other things in gaming we talked a lot about sony and um okay uh, by the way i could say something it's so weird that some people are going out of the way to say that yeah god of ragnarok is a clone of 2018 the animations are the same stuff like that look guys this was this developed this was developed um <laughs> this was developed immediately after the game that game was finished what do you expect do you think that you they want to throw away everything they have to start over for just an animation what the hell i mean just crazy just crazy do whatever you want some of these super fans or fanboys whoever these guys are are just stupid i don't even want to pay them any attention so anyways we had a small development update on bayonetta 3 finally inaba is saying that there's no need to worry everything's okay and kamiya said that as much as everyone is clamoring to see it we are really 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 waiting to release it too i mean dude show something from the game but apparently it's not up to them to show the game but seriously we need more is the game even real at this point you know how long it's been what are you developing that's taking so freaking long at this point it's not gonna launch on switch and go to the and it's gonna go to the next one just show us something please anyways the next Halo Infinite multiplayer preview is being targeted to arrive on September 24th. A fully registered Halo Insider profiles as of September 13 are eligible. Sorry, all, all fully registered Halo Insider profiles as of September 13 are eligible to participate. So, um, if you haven't, head out to the link that Halo Twitter profile has indicated so you can get a full profile and uh, participate in the multiplayer preview um oh wow square enix is having a presentation for tokyo game show it will be streaming october 1st so the cool thing about this is that um please show us final fantasy anything idiots However, we also we also know that Capcom is going to appear and there is a leak saying that we are going to be shown the new DLC for Resident Evil. Capcom, fix your mercenary, mercenary mode. I want my freaking platinum. Jesus. Oi. Oi, 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 oi. So anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I'm really losing it. But I want that platinum. I really do. Please give me. Hey. So, anyways, um, any some details about um each of the <clears throat> games that were announced. Um, Forspoken is of course being written by Amy Henning, the Uncharted series, Allison Reimer, Todd Stushwick, and Gary Wida, the person who wrote Rogue One. The main locations are New York City and Afia, the place that you go. The music is by Bear McCreary and Gary Scheiman. Um, as for Spider-Man 2 details, uh, it's being led by Brian Inifar, creative director, and Ryan Smith, the game director. Features both Peter and Miles Morales is a single player, so no co-op, sorry. And Venom is being voiced by Tony Todd. Marvel Wolverine 
Marvel's Wolverine. Sorry, <laughs> Marvel's Wolverine. Um, it's being led by Brian Horton, creative director, and Cameron Christian, and it has an emotional narrative. You know, we always get emotional narrative for Wolverine. Always, cutting edge gameplay, and it's very early in development, so we don't really know which one is gonna come first. Not sure, but we could say that maybe that twenty twenty three is not unrealistic for both of them. As for Ragnarok, God of War Ragnarok, some details it is being it takes place years after the first game. Um, a key plot point is Atreus's true heritage, which is Loki. Thor and Freya are the main antagonists. Uh, we have new runes abilities, and we have all nine realms in this game. The thing is that when talking about heritage. We obviously know that he has his children. One of them is, of course, the World Serpent. But my thing is... Why in one game? There's a lot to unpack. A lot. It's way too soon to finish it. What do I care? <laughs> I'm gonna buy and play it anyway, but... I just want it to not be a disappointment. There's a lot riding on it right now. Um... So, anyways, let's talk about other stuff that happened in the world of gaming. Twisted Metal has a new uh, rumor. They're saying a new Twisted Metal game is being developed. And Jeff Grubb has apparently confirmed this. The game is early in development. And it's an attempt to synergize with their new movie and TV strategy. Which means maybe the remake of Last of Us is also to be synergized with the TV series. That's something that I did say, but people were like, no, you're crazy. They're not going to do that. Well, you're crazy. Neo, the complete edition, is now available for free on Epic Game Store. So if you have not played it, go ahead and redeem it and play the crap out of it. Um, so now, apparently, uh, we know that Sifu is being 60 frames per second on both PS4 and PS5. Uh, on PS5, it's 4K and 60. There also appears to be a permanent death mode where you have to start over if you get too old. Which means that I, I didn't know that this was how... I thought that this was how the game worked. I'm not sure. But apparently, that's not how it works. We also have Football Manager 2022 launching day one on Xbox Game Pass November 9th. And it's being called Football Manager 2022. Xbox edition. Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania um, now has Sega Saturn, Dreamcast, and Game Gear in the ball. So you can play with them. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, aside from that, Alan Wake, the remastered version, is now available for pre-order. As I said, it's 30 bucks, so not that much actually. Super Mario 64 and Lego made a collaboration and you can actually create this fantastic set which uh, is basically the castle and uh, a few more stages from that. Uh, includes some you know iconic locations from Super Mario. You also have some micro figures and it costs 170 US dollars. It's exclusively available at Lego stores, whether it would be retail or online, f on October 1st. So, not that long to wait for them to come. Uh, however, it's exclusively available for, to Lego at the moment. It will come to other retailers, but that means it's going to come out in 22 for other retailers. So, if you really want to buy this, you have to buy it from Lego itself. Okay? Okay. So... Uh, we also have uh, Yoko Taro is actually creating a new game um, for Square Enix. He says that this is not a game um, that is related to Dragon Guard series, which basically means that it's not related to Nier as well, because Nier was part of Dragon Guard series. It's also not a social game. However, it seems to be a card game. It's actually a unique 
uh, tabletop RPG game that's basically cards. And the game is called Voice of Cards, the Isle Dragon. I mean, great. Voice of Cards, Isle Dragon is that tabletop. And of course, Yokotaro is writing and making it. Great. But we don't know really what the game is all about. We just know that this is the uh, what's being teased. Uh, oh, actually, the full title is The Isle Dragon Roars. Okay. The new title will spark players' imagination and open their minds to a different way of storytelling as the narrative unfolds. This is what they said about it. We also got a new trailer for... Not a new trailer, basically the first trailer for Injustice animated movie. And it seems to be taking a lot of elements from the comic book as well as the video game. The video game showed a lot from what ha for what happened and what didn't happen but the comic showed it in way more detail so it seems that yes it is going to take a lot of uh, inspiration and stuff from the comic not just the video game which is actually pretty cool if that's not gonna happen however since this is just a movie it means that it's not gonna like take a lot of uh, stuff from the comic However, as it is taking more details and as a tradition with these movies from DC, it's going to be from 1 hour to 1 hour 30. Hopefully, it'll be 1 hour 30 because there's a lot to unpack and, you know, there's a lot of stuff that happens in the game. And, you know, just watching the cutscene of the game, it's more than 1 hour. It's a lot. So, hopefully, this movie will be great. It looks great, actually, from the, uh, the design standpoints. It looks really good. And the voices are really good as well. So I'm very hopeful. Um, if you like Monster Hunter and if you like their music, uh, any music that they ever had, you can tune into Monster Hunter Orchestra 2021 on September 28th to enjoy a live performance of the greatest hits from the Monster Hunter series. Yay! So... If you want to know more, please head to Monster Hunter's Twitter and you'll see what um, it's what they actually uh, talking about. And basically, if you want, you can actually take part in. Life is a Strange True Colors um, has released and the score based on 50 critic reviews is 81, which is not bad. I mean, honestly, it's it's good. I mean, when you think about it, 81 is... Uh, I don't think that everyone expected way more out of a Life is a Strange game anyways. But just for comparison's sake, Life is a Strange, when it came out, uh, it got um, 85 on PS4 and Xbox. And Life is a Strange Before the Storm... According to Metacritic, it got 77. And for Life is a Strange 2, it got 78. So True Colors seems to be an improvement on the formula. And because it is an improvement, because of the powers that this new character has and stuff like that, an improvement overall. But it seems that Life is a Strange 1 seems to be better. Great. PlayStation has also acquired Fire Sprite, the developers who... Sony first bought, created the Liverpool studio, then destroyed the <laughs> Liverpool studio, and now they, they bought them again. These guys have over 250 employees and are now working on two separate games. Very exciting. These guys, if you want to know more, they worked on the Playroom and the Playroom VR. And Firesprite has also made the game called Persistence, which is a PS4 VR game. And... Like we said, like I said, 250 employees. It's bigger than Media Molecule and London Studio combined. They're working on multiple games, and uh, apparently they have hired for multiplayer shooter and dark narrative blockbuster adventure. So it seems that Sony is having a lot of games being developed. However, when it comes to showing them off, they are just showing off the games that were supposed to come out in 2021, but now have gotten delayed to 2022. 
I'm not counting Insomniac because that's just a trailer to say that they, yeah, they exist. So they could have basically said like, you know, these guys, these games all exist, stuff like that, like Xbox does, but they chose not to. I have no idea why. Tales of Arise um, also came out and um, the review score so far as of now is 87 from top critics, the average. In terms of critics recommend, 99% recommend. I just want to know who was the 1% who didn't recommend it because I want to kick their ass. And <laughs> according to Open Critic, it's mighty. It's so good. So also to compare, Metacritic uh, has 59, uh, basically 59 uh, reviews and the game's average is 87. Pretty dope. At the same time, Metacritic has not allowed anyone to yet give it a review user score. It's saying that please spend some time playing the game, come back to review it. September 11th, which is basically today. So you, today we're going to see some user scores for this game. At this point, I just want to say Metacritic, just do it better. This is not the way to do it. Simply just, you know, let people connect their accounts so we know that they have played the game. Then you can let them review it. WarioWare, a game that people were excited about. Apparently, WarioWare, get it together. Also got its scores out and it's 77 only 67 percent of the critics recommend this game so if you are a fan of wario it's up to you if you want to buy it or not <laughs> so after that we were shown uh make warrior 5 mercenaries that's coming to playstation 4 and playstation 5 on september 23rd so if you were looking out for it it is coming. Moon is also coming to PS4 and PS5. We unfortunately don't have um, a date, so sorry. Also, the final trailer, launch trailer for Death Stranding was shown and released. This trailer was recorded and edited um, from a PS5 that was outputting in wide mode. So if you have a wonder like that, can play it in white mode and Hideo Kojima actually edited this trailer yay the show is actually fantastic fantastic so if you if you are excited for Death Stranding if you are a fan of Death Stranding give it a look it's really cool um also if you didn't know it was Max Main's birthday and Sam Lake and of course uh the voice actor for Max pain they recorded a little little thing to thank the fans and this is a cool thing i did not know that max Payne free the appearance of max Payne was based off of the um voice actor i knew he looked a lot different but that was because i remembered max Payne one i didn't remember how max Payne looked in the second one but when i played the third one way back then i was like holy crap this is this is very different and then i understood that you know basically this is this is the guy this is the voice actor that's how you know he looks so different and looks like because i looked at the voice and i was like he looks exactly like maxi max Payne free and i was like oh shit <laughs> they based him off of that pretty cool did not know that also also uh venom is being Releasing theaters October 1st, if you're a fan of the Venom. Venom, Let There Be Carnage, is being released uh, October 1st. This is two weeks earlier than what it was because Shang-Chi is doing very well at box office. Uh, also, Michael K. Williams, the Irish uh, in Battlefield games and the very popular actor in The Wire, Omar. The character was Omar is unfortunately dead he was found dead in his new york city apartment and uh, rest in peace he was such an amazing actor aside from the role of irish in battlefield if you 
ever watched Wire, you know why he's an amazing actor. And if you, um, there are other things that you might have seen him in as well. Uh, Assassin's Creed movie for gamers, he was there. He was also in Boston Legal, a TV show that I really, really love, where Alan's, uh, I won't say Alan Spade instead of Alan Shore or James Spade. James Spader was there as well with William Shatner and a lot of great actors. He was in one of the episodes and he played it really well. I'm really saddened that he's gone. He was an amazing actor and everyone who remembers him is just like he was absolutely fantastic. Rest in peace, Michael. Uh, Focus Home Interactive has been rebranded to Focus Entertainment. And they have a new logo. Slow news, huh? In an interview with RGG Studios' Kazuki Hosokawa, he says that the possibility that Yakuza games could actually go outside of Japan to other parts of the world is high. And it's because that, you know, the game is becoming really popular and they want to basically um, use this popularity. Aside from that, he also confirms that Kazuma Kiryu is stronger than John Wick. Do we even debate this? I mean, it's just Kiryu. He got shot in the head and it was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> he didn't, but still, he's crazy. He never gives up, that guy. I mean, he actually did get shot. In Yakuza 6, he did get shot multiple times, but he still kicked ass. He's an amazing character. I love him. I still haven't played Yakuza 7, so don't spoil it for me. So, um, also, Sonic Colors Ultimate for Nintendo Switch had a lot of issues. If you have not played this game on Switch, don't, don't do it yet. We don't know what the hell is going on, but the game was really bad, like, you could actually get a seizure just by looking at the screen. However, it turned out that the person who made that video clip was using an emulator, which was the reason why those issues appeared. However, aside from that, it seems that the game still has problems. It's not just that particular emulator that caused it, but basically the game has problems. So it's not that severe as you know as severe as what was shown in the video clip but it is still not good so if you want to play sonic colors if you have never played it buy it on consoles like playstation and xbox do not get it for nintendo switch because sega is actually investigating what the hell happened here so don't do it Atlas also reported that Vanilla Wars 13 Sentinels Age of Rim, which is an amazing game. You should go out, play it, and enjoy the crap out of it. It's one hell of a game. Trust me on this. Has sold 200,000 units in Japan. This is not good enough. The game should be selling north of 1 million in Japan alone. This game is amazing. The story that it has is absolutely awesome. These guys poured their soul into this. Also, Fist, Forge in Shadow Torch, a game that was exclusive for PlayStation, a kind of Metroidvania game, has now released and it has a score of 81. So, if you were looking out for this game, buy it now. Enjoy the crap out of it. <laughs> so that's it. That's uh, almost everything that ever happened in this industry. I think we did talk about Horizon Forbidden West and the upgrade controversy that it had and how it was fixed. Now, I'm happy that it was. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all the news I found. So, oh, there's this one that I forgot to mention in the previous episode so I'm gonna mention it now apparently there's a rumor that Sony is building a new AAA studio in Japan after of course taking down Japan studio that they had to build new PlayStation IP at the scale of something like Resident Evil or Metal Gear Solid doesn't make sense they both have very different scales but whatever 
They were hiring veteran devs from Capcom, Square Enix, and Konami. Take with a huge grain of salt. This was a rumor that happened last week. I forgot to tell you. Also, Blue Box uh, is saying that you know, free playable prologue is a standalone game with its own set of trophies on PS5. These guys are idiots. Screw these guys. I don't want to say a bad word, but these guys are absolutely idiots. They're really playing us. This game is not even real at this point. What the hell? Jesus Christ. So yeah, no, screw them. Screw them. I am not giving them any more attention. Screw them. Also, a very cool news. A very cool news. The writer for um, Wolverine, Walt Williams, who now I'm actually understanding he's the writer for Wolverine PS5. He's also the writer for Spec Ops The Line. That's pretty cool. Apparently he has also written Star Wars Squadrons and Battlefront 2, which their stories sucked real bad. But he wrote Spec Ops The Line. That was an amazing game. Really, really amazing. Imagine Wolverine with a story like Spec Ops The Line. Shit. Where he kills people, and then he's like, Why did I kill them? How did I kill them? Did I know I killed them? Holy crap! <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know. I don't know. It just... It's very exciting for me. When I realize that this guy is one who wrote that. Mmm. Really exciting, isn't it? <laughs> Anyways, guys, thank you for joining me. I hope that you got your fill and fix for the week on what games were announced and, you know, what happened, stuff like that. Uh, I hope that you guys enjoyed it. If you did, I would ask you to please, please, please uh, share it, uh, like it, retweet follow, like, subscribe, whatever you can do to spread the love. I love you guys and thank you for joining, to listening to me. And I'm just very thankful that you guys exist. Thank you so much. Thank you for the all the great energy that you give me. And I hope to see you guys very soon. I don't know if we'll do an episode on Monday because we don't have a new My Hero Academia um, manga to talk about. Um... Dragon Ball also we don't have it's just micro academia anime so let's hope that the episode is so good that it warrants an episode from me <laughs> thank you guys for joining and I will see you guys next time hopefully soon until then goodbye